stuff. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I had to ask you why, why Japan? Why are you in Japan? Are you in the military, or what's the reason why you're out there? No, no, I'm not in the military, but I want to thank all the people you know out here doing that. Um, I my wife's actually Japanese. Um, she's Japanese Peruvian, so she was raised here, and uh, we I, we just had a baby, so uh, we came out here to have a baby, and uh, because of COVID too as well, and uh, she needed to be but with her mom. But yeah, yeah, that's why I'm out here. No military. <laughs> That's look. That's amazing. So if you guys have a child, a future star, right? He's gonna have to choose between Japan or the U.S. That's what it looks like. If you have a right, future, <laughs> right, right, right. Or I mean, I, I'm Uruguayan and she's Peruvian, right? So we always joke oh. about it, like, like man, he's got some, he's got some choices. Got if he wants to play. Yeah, right. So um, no, it's definitely, definitely a great experience. I'm, I'm very grateful to be out here and uh, and being able to cover the quakes and to talk with to you guys about LAFC. So. There's a lot of things to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it because I know we got we got we got some time. Obviously, the big thing, man. Like when when I saw, um, well, let's talk about how how do you feel like uh, San Jose is doing so far uh, in this yeah. season? Because I know they're outside looking in at the moment. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we had a bad stretch of games, but this team is is a really streaky team. To be completely honest with you, I mean we we weren't looking so hot at the beginning of the year and it was it was pretty obvious that you could tell it was coming i mean there was no incoming transfers uh it felt like almeida really didn't have that support from from the the you know the club and the ownership group um or the owners i should say but it just felt like it was going to be another season of barely making the playoffs and then halfway through the season we get in a very crucial piece to our defense uh his name is nathan and just shores up that defense. Matias goes back, goes actually stops the man marking system, um, and goes into like a five kind of in the back formation every every week. And we start to see those those kind of trails of draws, you know, one ones or zero zeros. And oh, this team looks a lot more defensively sound than the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year looked like it was going to be like last year where we let in five goals, seven goals here, you know, and then we all of a sudden win. Four, four threes and things like that. But the defense has been a little better. Marcos Lopez came back from playing at the Copa America, which was huge because he's a day-in and day-out starter for Peru. And, you know, that's not a selección or that's not a national team where, you know, it's just the easy kind of walk into into that national team. So he's definitely a player that we want in our lineup every single week. And this team also brought in a guy that we all know, if you've been following MLS for a while, called Jeremy Bobasi. Mm-hmm. And that nine spot was really a question mark at the beginning of the year. Uh, when the teams were deploying a high press against us, Kate Cowell was working really effectively to get in, in behind those defenders and really providing that kind of that speed boost that you just need to go ahead and, and you know, take out any single center back that wants to go on a race with you. Um, but that stopped working after they realized they could put two on Cade Cowell and he doesn't really use his head. So, I mean, in, in a, in a way where he, you know, uses it for the ball, uh, but he, he's not a heading nine. So it's just like, uh, we need someone to hold up the play, be able to get on the end of the crosses. And Cade Cowell, unfortunately wasn't doing that. And he won't yet. Maybe he picks it up in a couple of years and that ultimately gives him a chance to go play in Europe. But for right now, he's just a very good prospect. And unfortunately, at the time, wasn't doing the job. So we brought in Jeremy Abobasi. And man, we as Quakes fans are excited about Jeremy Abobasi. I mean, we look at this like, oh, man, how did Portland let this guy go? 
Um, yep. We needed someone to get at the end of the crosses. And and that's, I would say, uh, this is kind of doing Jeremy Bobasi an injustice, but he's really good in the air. He's also really good with his feet, but he's probably top tier in the air. And that's something that San Jose saw that they needed because they had so many crosses that were just wasted and they went ahead and go, they got that. I know Wondolowski is great at getting those second balls um, and also getting his head on the end of crosses. But unfortunately he's, you know, he's an older in his age now and he gives everything to the club and everything for the crest, but it just need we need to turn the page and look at the future. And that's what Jeremy Abrobesi brings to us. So you caught the San Jose earthquakes at a, you know, a crossroads, because if you would have faced the earthquakes two weeks ago, Jeremy Bobasi and, or Nathan was just out on a red card two weeks ago. And that team, that San Jose earthquakes team look is played nothing like they should have against real salt Lake. The team that's going to play LAFC is the team that has all the reinforcements and that will be ready to battle against LAFC for that playoff spot, right? This is this is basically a final. I mean, I'm going to say this is a must win for both teams. Or maybe LAFC has a little bit more kind of little leeway, but, I mean, San Jose needs to win this game. Yeah, look, if we look at the standing, San Jose is in 10th place with 30 points, and then LAFC outside looking in in 8th place with 33 points. The only team above them is obviously Minnesota with 34 points. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of things can happen. But every game, like you said, is a, is a playoff game if you're not in the playoff picture right now or even right. if you're, you know, 5, 6, 7, and, and 8. Uh, JP, let's get your thoughts in here because uh, Fabian, I think he said just he just said something pretty important uh, that we're going to see. We're going to essentially the, uh, San Jose is going to have a full roster squad, and I think the last time LAFC played, I think they lost against San Jose. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, two to one. Two to one. So uh, when you hear Fabian say like he's gonna, there's going to be a full roster, and we know the up and down struggles. How, how are you feeling about LAFC facing uh, San Jose? Uh, I mean. This LAFC team has, has you know, shown throughout the season that they just have not been consistent. And, you know, games like these have been games where they, you know, don't rise up to the occasion. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, with, with the confident San Jose, with the full roster San Jose, like like Fabian said, how, how the team reacts. But the team, LAFC needs to win, you know. Um, they're outside looking in. A loss just really puts them, you know, a bit farther and, and in, a, in a bigger predicament than they already are. So, yeah, like Fabian said, it's a final for both teams. And, you know, Rockets will fly tomorrow. So so we'll see what happens. Yeah, Fabian. So let, let's talk about uh, Matias Ameda. I saw you tweet this out. I reached out to you because I, I was kind of shocked that Matias Ameda would, would, would talk about uh, Carlos Vela, right? And, you know, let me just get the, the quote right. But uh, I was very surprised that you talk about him, um, you know, especially with what's going on, obviously, with San Jose. Uh, knowing Carlos Vela potentially may, may or may not be available. But this is this is his quote, if you guys haven't read it. Uh, it says, you know, LAFC have the best player in the league, who is Carlos Vela. They actually have one of the best players in the world, who is Vela. I would love to coach uh, Vela one day. Um, you as a reporter, you as someone who covers uh, Matias Amena, you someone that knows him way better than any anybody that's probably on this call, or, or we don't listen to Almeida's uh, press calls, like maybe he's done this to other players or something like that, but like, uh, we know Almeida uh, is on a contract here. We know Bob Bradley's on a contract here. We know Carlos Vela's on a contract here. We know things aren't looking good for uh, maybe Almeida and LAFC. What did you think of all this? Yeah, well, I want to give a quick shout out to all the Quakes fan base. I know there's a lot in here, uh, including reporters or content creators like Carlos Eustis, I see here, and Jamin Moore as well. 
they know they know Matias as, as well as I do, or even better. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Matias likes to ramble. I mean, he likes to be a philo- uh, philosophical type of personality where he tells you it's not just kicking the ball. It's 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 more than soccer. I mean, he, he, he kind of loves to bring in the, you know, so, you know, the f- philosophical looks in into soccer. He probably was telling the truth. Sometimes he could be a little too honest. And, and that's and that's the, the complete truth. But again, I think he it speaks volumes. I mean, Carlos Vela is when he's playing and he wants to play is undoubtedly one of the, I would say, top two players in the league. Right. And, and we all know that here. And um, it's going to be a very fun matchup versus Marcos Lopez this week because we expect a lot from Marcos Lopez because he shut down like players like Gabriel Jesus where he didn't do anything when Peru faced Brazil. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. That matchup is the one that I'm looking at because um, I do think it's going to be a great matchup. Um, but I think Matias Almeida would love a player like Carlos Vela. And I think anybody in the league would like – anybody in the world would like a player like Carlos Vela. But it just – you know, you just need to know if Carlos Vela's head's on right or if he wants to play soccer or if he's – you know, because I know there was talks that he might not resign or he might not stay with LAFC. So – unfortunately we're all living in Carlos Vela's kind of world, right? I mean, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to stay with LAFC? Is he not? So um, it's something to definitely keep an eye on. Yeah. But you as, as a Quakes on the, on the Quakes side, right? Cause we, we, no one, no one knows Vela, what Vela's going to do. But do, when, uh, when your head coach says something, um, is, does, is this okay? Does this bother like Quakes fans? Like how, how, what's, what's the reception? Cause it, it made a lot of noise, you know, here in LA because, we, we know it's not looking good for, for Bob Bradley at the moment, right? And things could change, you know, a month from now, things could go the same way. But yeah. are Quakes fans upset about this because they know he's in a contract here? Because there's, there's there's two ways, or there's a, di- a lot of different ways of looking at this, right? There's yeah. Matias Almeida maybe trying to recruit uh, Carlos Vela or trying to recruit type of player uh, like Carlos Vela to, 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 uh, to San Jose. Or there's this uh, Matias Almeida's uh, saying, letting LAFC's front office, like, hey, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'm open. Because he also talked about uh, the, the recruiting, uh, the, the the scouting department. He also hit on that. That's, right. that's something that he also gave – he went as far as saying that they have a great scouting department as well. So how do you think this this is? If you were – if you were – if you come and you know him, or is this just him talking? Yeah. Um, I personally think it's more of a – he's a fan of the, the organization they have there. Because he always talks very well about every single team he plays against or any – Anything that he goes up against, I mean, he, I know he talks, you know, volumes about Colorado and nobody talks, you know, good things about Colorado. But here's Matias Almeida saying they're the best team in the league and, and that they should be, you know, more covered by the media. And I think personally, I know I'm speaking as a, as you know, knowing the Quakes fan base, I don't think we expect to ever even think about getting Carlos Vela, to be honest with you. I know. We're not a big spending club. We're, we're lucky to get Chofis Lopez the price we did. I know he's playing way out of his price range right now compared to other guys we have on this roster that aren't really performing at their price tag. So to think we can take on Carlos Vela's you know, price tag is just no way that's going to happen with our ownership. But on the other end of things, maybe Matias Almeida is looking for, because I know he's in a contract year too, maybe he's looking um, for... And the next step, but I, I, I think he loves the outside of soccer world from the Bay Area. He's talked many times before that he likes walking down, you know, the street or going to the local supermarket 
And the guy at the register doesn't even say, you know, goodbye to him because he doesn't recognize who he is. And he loves that. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's something that he's enjoyed in the Bay area. And unfortunately that's the truth. Um, San Jose is, is in kind of, you know, if you're in San Jose and and you know, the earthquakes, you're going to know who Matias Almeida is, or if you're Latino or you're Mexican, you're going to know who he is, but maybe he lives in a place in the Bay area. That's not predominantly, you know, Latin and they don't know who he is. And I think he appreciates that, uh, a lot. So I, I don't I don't think he would sign with another MLS team per se. I think if he is going to stay, it's gonna be with the San Jose Earthquakes. Maybe he does another three years because he likes the style of living so much. Or we see him make another step. I don't think he's gonna go back to Chivas. I know there's a lot of talk about that. Um, but he's said repeatedly and repeatedly they haven't reached out to him. He loves the fan base, he loves everything about the club, but it's I think he's a guy that looks forward. Um and I unfortunately don't think he's going to go back. I'm sorry if there's any Chivas fans here, um, but I don't think he's going to go back to what um, he was at Chivas. And thank you, Jamin. Uh, you just sent me a message. Bradley said Vela won't be available tomorrow. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, uh, we, we, we already knew that. He's not going to be yeah. available. To, I was going to say, I was going to mention that. He's not going to be available to uh, potentially the Galaxy game, mm-hmm. which was which was said. But I think, um, JP, let's get your thoughts on here. Obviously, um because uh, there's, there's a lot going on. Obviously, you know Fabian talking about that. It may it may not look right, but um, you 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 cover Liga MX and you you see that because Matias Ameda is obviously not a shy guy, right? Anybody yeah. knows Matias Ameda. He, he's also um, you know, because one can also wonder, right? What he's done so far with San Jose. No one, if we look at his record, coaching record, it's not going to pop out at you, right? So it's not something that you know, just like oh yeah, he, he's been killing right, it right. with the MLS and it's. But also, I've also understand covering covering the league the last four years. It's not. It's a very unique league. It's not a, a league like the rest of the world. Where you can just hop in and you have, you know, there, there's there's salary caps restrictions, right? There's 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 different things that make it more difficult. Uh, if even if you're an international coach with all with all the experience, uh, to build a solid roster because that's when the GM and all these different things come in. But when you see Matias Ameda, uh, JP, and you've covered and you, you I think you you follow Chivas or not. When he says certain things like this, uh, what? And I know you wrote a great article. What what went through your mind? Yeah, um, you know, I am a obviously as an LAFC fan as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Chivas and LAFC fan, so I don't want him back to Chivas um, either. It's a mess down there. But you know, Pravian got a, brought an interesting point, saying you know, um, Matias likes it in San Jose because nobody recognizes him, and that's another point of why Vela loves it here in LA. You know, Vela likes you know the peace and quiet here as well and even though it's a bigger market in la with a, i guess a bigger mexican-american community carlos vela sometimes you know is not seen he's just seen as a regular person and, and he likes that's that true. here it's very true um, so i i just want to highlight that um you know matias is not going to have that problem if he if he you know chooses to come here but yeah i mean um the thing about when he went to chivas is chivas spent money for him you know they brought in rodolfo pizarro they brought in alan pulido you know they brought in rodolfo cota they brought in these pieces for him um to to you know build a great team build a family you know um i i think he's a player coach he builds you know this these great teams you know i guess oriented by family more than play style um you know he's very philosophical like fabian said and you saw that with chivas so maybe that's something he wants in la because it's a bigger market and you know la will spend um maybe something that san jose just isn't willing to do and maybe he's looking to for that next step here in mls maybe he doesn't want to go back to mexico or go to south america he wants to stay here in the u.s and california in mls and, and la is a perfect opportunity for that because he knows that la will spend you know he maybe you know the, those quotes for were for vela to stay 
he'll he'll go coach with him and and, and it'll be a nice you nice duo right there um but yeah I mean Matias has been known to be honest and 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 very 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 open about his his thoughts and, and opinions I I, fi- I find that really crazy that Carlos Vela is not noticed in LA like what what parts of LA is he at you know, well like- if we can if we could do if I can just add on to that yeah when the Lakers and Dodgers are bigger like t- trust me people are going to recognize Vela but it's not like when he's in Spain or he's playing right or he's playing for the Mexican national team uh no one that essentially plays for the MLS yeah we are going to recognize him. Everybody recognizes him, but it's not like when LeBron James steps out. You get what I'm mm. saying? I think that's 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 along the lines of mm. what JP is saying. It's like there is bigger stars than Carlos Vela in this city, so it's it's people are going to get excited. But it yeah, when there's a LeBron James, right? When there's a Mookie Betts, um, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So, so it's say, like uh, you would say Mookie Betts would be if you saw Mookie Betts walking down. Uh, compare just... compare comparatively to Carlos Vela. Really? Like, wow, those, wow, wow, those, wow. those are those are those are big because there's a big a lot of big uh, a lot of people follow the Dodgers a lot of big Mexican Americans uh, follow, follow follow the Dodgers so like those mm. bigger names um, obviously but like people will recognize Carlos Vela that, that's not going to be a problem here within the community right. but it's you're not shutting down streets you're not it's, you're not he's not walking around with security is the best way to put it right LeBron mm. Mookie if you go out in public if you go to Hollywood and all those different things. Those guys are getting stopped in Hollywood. Those are the photography and all, yeah, that, all true, those right, different yeah. things. It, it's it's a different type of stardom. Like, listen, I don't I don't want to disrespect Carlos Vela in any way, but he's also not that guy that's you know is posting on Instagram and all these different things. And right now, it's right, not going. Right. It's not looking good with Carlos Vela and the fans. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's the point. But another point that I would say is, you know, to Almeida saying that uh, LAFC have a have a uh, the, the 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 South American recruiting. Um, there's a lot of South American players that play for LAFC, and I think this is why, if you this is why you could potentially connect the dots, right? Because mm. there, there's you got Chicho, you got Brian Rodriguez. Essentially, half the team is South American. Uh, you know, if I'm just you know throwing it out there, I don't know yeah. how accurate that is, but like you have so many South American players. And I think why I think it would potentially make make sense for uh, Almeida. It's a new challenge. Uh, We've seen what he's done with a limited roster with San Jose. If you compare San Jose to to potential to LAFC, there's a clear difference in the talent, right? I think that's fair to say, even with the limited restrictions. If you have a Carlos Vela, if you have, um, you know, Chicho and Brian Rodriguez, right? And I think a lot of a lot of what what could make sense is right is maybe he can connect with those players in a different well, way. Maybe those players need a different. Maybe um, they need a philosophical uh, type of coach. Uh, because we know how Bob Bradley is, right? It's his way or the highway. Uh, unfortunately, right now in this fourth season, it's, it's not looking that way. But uh, l- let's get your thoughts in here, Fabian. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to go back to your comment about the talent being way off. <clears throat> Outside of Carlos Vela, I don't think the talent is that far off. Um, I think we brought in guys like Chofis, where this is kind of a project. A guy like Jeremy Bobasi, when, when he's on, I mean, he's one of the best strikers in the league. Um, but I, I don't think the talent pool and then Christian Espinosa, we're forgetting about our main person that brings in all of our assists and, and goal scoring opportunities day in and day out. And I don't think this team outside of Carlos Vela is that far off. I think um, Matias Almeida has said before that he wants to finish a project. He doesn't like leaving a project unfinished and a little tidbit. I believe that this, this might be a little, you know, speculative uh, speculative uh, excuse me a little yeah like rumor mill type of thing where he, i think one of his daughters does go to one of the schools out here so 
that w- that plays into also him being out here as well. Um, but this is something where maybe we see an extension. Um, I don't think <clears throat> I don't I truly don't think he would go to an LAFC to per se. But who knows, right? He's a he's a coach that we don't know what his next move is, and no one knows. Only he knows. But I don't even think he knows sometimes. So definitely, um, he. I don't see him going back to Liga MX. But speaking about the game tomorrow, how do you guys feel going up to that game? What What do you guys think it's going to be? Um, and score wise, and who, who are you looking out for? Well, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but let me let me get JP's thoughts on here uh, on on the, when you pair up. I don't, I'm not familiar with your three DPs, but JP, let's let's get your thoughts on there. When you look at LAFC, when you look at San Jose, uh, would you agree with Fabian when you pair up the players? You have Chicho, you have Brian Rodriguez, obviously Diego Rossi. I, I just think the town pool, outside looking in, I, I'm we know LAFC spent twelve million dollars for Brian Rodriguez. I don't think. San Jose spent that type of money, and I'm not familiar. Yeah. I don't think trophies is getting looked on the national team. I just think there's, there's, for me, it, there's more talent on LAFC yeah. wise, um, and I think there's, a, there's a little bit more uh, of more, more of a, a bigger gap between San Jose and LAFC. And I just feel Almeida has done a lot with, with lesser talent. I think that's fair to say. JP, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, obviously LFC is not healthy right now, so they don't have they're not rolling out with their, you know, starting star eleven. Um, you know, for the last what month, month and a half. You know, we've been playing the last what the Portland Timbers game was the first game where B Rod or the second game where B Rod was back. So, you know, we were playing without a DP for, for two or three weeks. Um so yeah, I mean now I guess potentially San Jose does have more talent. Um, especially in their front three, you know, when we only have Chicho and B-Rod, so that's just two. Um, but, you know, when everybody's healthy, when Carlos is healthy, when Atuesta's healthy, when Black when Blackman comes into the lineup or, or in the bench, you know, I still think LAFC have more on paper. Um, obviously, you have to show it on the field. But, um, yeah, I think LA LA has more more talent on paper um, when everybody's healthy. Obviously, this season is, 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 you know, what the season has been, but... You know, seasons past, you can see the dominance LAFC has has portrayed over San Jose. Let's well, let's talk. Let's talk about Diego Rossi not being on the roster anymore. So that was a big key point for you guys, and he's not on the roster anymore, so that doesn't count. Brian Rodriguez is on the national team for Uruguay, yes, but he's also playing a position that Uruguay is very weak in. I mean, they don't have any sort of pace on that team, and the reason why he's there is for his pace. Again, a lot of people think that he shouldn't be on that roster and it should actually be Diego Rossi being in his spot. But since Diego Rossi isn't on that team... I think um, we'd, we'd yeah. all agree with you there. I yeah. think there's just more to that. Uh, Brian is just more connected. Uh, we would agree with you on there. there there's no doubt about that. That Brian, Diego deserves to be more. Obviously, it looks like Brian has, has turned the corner with LASC. There's mm. no argument there, but I think what, what I guess what I was trying to say on paper, if we're looking on paper... There's just more talent with LAFC. I, I, that's just what, just what I believe. And I think if you have a coach like Almeida, who's done a lot more with a lot less comparing to LAFC, I mm-hmm. think I think I'm just I'm just impressed with what he's done with a lot yeah. less. And then you can only imagine what he could do with essentially the best talent and almost LA and, and and almost MLS is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, and I'm just trying just trying to give kudos to Almeida because. The yeah. way MLS is structured, it's so limited. If it was an open market and all these different things, then 
yeah, then then I would be like, well, Almeida's probably not that good of a coach. You know, he can, you know, what I'm saying, but but there's limitations with that. And I think he's learned so much about what the, he brought trophies. Well, this is the second, third year, correct me if I'm wrong, baby. But he's been able to bring some of that time. But like yeah. an international coach right away, I've seen it with Guillermo Scalotto. He couldn't bring uh, a player from Boca Juniors right away because obviously there's international things and all these different things. But now that he understands, like, you know, there's DPs, there's TAM and all this different weird language, I think now that he's understood it and he's brought a player like trophies you know you when you bring players like that along i think it, it says that like hey they have faith in you and they believe in you right but i just also feel like now almeida is getting to a point to your point fabian he may he may want to resign with uh with san jose and be like hey let's go get more players from Liga guy or let's go spend more because look at trophies now right trophies is on every highlight i feel like and i don't i don't follow uh san jose that 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 consistently, but I, I just feel like he's doing a lot more with a lot less. JP. Yeah, if I, if I can add, you know, the perfect scenario of this is Chivas because Chivas, you know, you can say Mexico is a free market, but when you when you coach Chivas, it's a limited market because you can only play with Mexican players. Um, and even then, like I like I highlighted before, you know, he ha- he made Chivas spend, you know, they brought Rodolfo Pizarro, they brought Pulido, they brought Cota, they brought El- Elaris Hernandez, you know, they brought Jair Pereira, they brought all these players, you know, because Almeida wanted them, you know. Um, so he has proved it in a limited market, but, you know, he makes the, the front office spend in these limited markets, um, which is something that I guess, you know, maybe San Jose may not be willing to do um, because trophies is what being underpaid. So, you know, if he wants to bring in more Mexican talent, I don't know if they're going to want to be, be underpaid. Um, you know, um, that's something to look out for. And maybe in LAFC, that's not maybe a problem that he has to deal with. Why? Because. And I've seen it because he didn't want to leave Chivas. You know, he he loved it in Mexico. He he didn't want to leave. But if he has a dispute with, or if he doesn't agree with an executive, he's gonna leave. And you know, if if he if he goes to San Jose's front office and says, "I think I want you guys to spend a bit more," and they don't want to, then I don't think he 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 will have a problem with it because he's done it before. You know, and and you know, with all due respect, but Chivas is is a, you know a giant in in the region. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had no problem stepping away from that. Um, not that he didn't have a problem with it, but you know, he ultimately did it, and and, and you know went to San Jose. So if he leaves San Jose, yeah. I, um, LAFC, you know, is, is a great option because, you know, let's face it here in LAFC, it's very divided if Bob in, Bob out, you know, but, you know, we essentially peaked in 2019 and I don't think a lot of people, you know, think that season will be replicated and, and maybe it's just time for Bob and, and LAFC to just part ways uh, respectfully, you know? Yeah, Fabian, let's get your thoughts on here. How do, how do San Jose fans feel about Almeida? So, it's very divided, just like just like LAFC, right? Uh, Almeida in, Almeida out. But seeing this last kind of resurgence of Chofis Lopez really is showing the fan base the fruits of Almeida's labor. Um, and this is a player that has scored more goals in this season in his last three seasons with Chivas in one season, right? So this is a player that's finally reaching their potential and may actually get a call-up or even some looks from Tata Martillo for a, for a tree. Because a, a player like Rodolfo Pizarro is scoring a lot less in MLS and maybe a, you could you could argue a weaker conference in the Eastern Conference and still gets, you know, call-ups. And maybe we start to look at trophies going up to the call-ups. But again, Matias Almeida is beloved by some Quakes fans because they understand what he brings to the organization as a whole. But if you want to look at it just tactically and just numbers and just wins and losses, there's a lot of fans that would like a a new face to come in as a coach as well. 
Yeah, and if we look at his record, I think uh, we pulled it here. In the, he has 28 wins, 30 or 28 wins, 20 as of today. He has 28 wins, uh, 20 draws, and 34 losses. Obviously, the 34 losses. It's it's not like Draper. It's not something like, hey, let's sign Matias Almeida now. No, no, I don't think any MLS team is, is when you look at that record. But I also understand. I guess when I look at that, I'm like, okay, the MLS is so unique that it it, it takes some time. Uh, to get used to and understand that you're gonna really do a lot more with a lot less. You don't you don't have you don't have all those different uh, opportunities that you would like say in Mexico. Because if we compare the two leagues, right, the ML, uh, Liga MX is, is just way more tactical. I think that's fair to say. Right, talent wise, you're right. We have big stars here out there, but it's shown on even in leagues cup and all these different things right now. Obviously, the edge still goes to uh, Leo Amakis. Um, let's talk about this matchup because Fabian, you said obviously it's it's a playoff it's a playoff game for both teams, right? Yeah. Um, how how do Quakes fans feel about LAFC? How how do you guys feel about LAFC when you guys face them? Is this, is this yeah. a rivalry? Is this a real rivalry with you guys? Because obviously we know it's there with the Galaxy because of the history. Yeah. But how's the rivalry against LAFC? Well. Anytime NorCal plays SoCal, we it's always beat LA, right? I mean, it's all no matter what sport we're looking at: Giants, Dodgers, Lakers, Warriors, you know, Niners, Rams. Anything you look at it, it's always beat LA. So there's always a geographical, you know, a uh, geography rivalry. But but it's, I mean, it's it seems a little, to be honest. There is some hatred towards LA fans, but it's a lot nicer of a you know, rivalry than it is the one with the galaxy, right? It's literally galaxy mm-hmm. is, is the worst thing in the book for us. But, <laughs> um, but like you see supporters group from, from LAFC and, and the quakes, they actually are, you know, doing a fundraiser together. So I did see that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a nice thing to see. Cause I mean, sometimes MLS can be a beautiful place and something different than the whole world where it's a rivalry, but your supporters groups are bonding together to raise money for charity. So it's a nice thing to see, but I don't think it would happen with, our supporters groups with the LA galaxy. So it's, it's definitely, it's like a, it's like, you're not cool with your, you know, your bully or the person you bully, but their brother's kind of cool, you know? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, JP, how how do you see this match? How do you see this rivalry with San Jose? Cause obviously we've seen, uh, you know, it gets heated at times, right? We see obviously LAFC has not been as consistent as they once were in this rivalry. How, How do you feel about, about this rivalry with San Jose? Um, you know, we haven't beat them in, in a while, like over a year. You know, we only played once yeah. this season so far. But even in, in the COVID se- season, you know, they beat us. So we and we, we haven't beaten them. So, you know, it, accustomed to the results we've seen at the beginning of the rivalry where it was LAFC, you know, pummeling San Jose 5-1, whatever, 4-0. You know, it, it's changed. And San Jose's, you know, evened it up a bit. Um, So especially with how the standings are, LAFC need to win this game. You know, they need to retreat it like a final, um, you know, it's, it's a, you know, Bay Area, SoCal rivalry. So that adds a little extra edge to it, um, like Fabian said. So it's going to be a, a good heated matchup, like you said. Um, and I expect, you know, a lot of goals tomorrow. Um, and obviously LAFC, um, you know, with the three points. But that's just me speaking as a fan. Yeah, but Fabian, when you, when you see this... Uh... Uh, inconsistent roster from the CU. They obviously they lost against the Portland Timbers. Uh, you know they're at times they're 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 in a weak situation. They 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 don't play up to the up to their talent, and they don't they've had struggle. They've struggled closing out, and even in this past game, missed opportunities. 
Because a lot of it seems like you guys may be favored in this match because of the inconsistencies with, with LAFC. I know you guys have have had some inconsistencies as well, but obviously you guys are playing at home. It's a night game. Do you, do you feel like, obviously, if that's the right word, I don't know if that's the right word, but do you guys feel like you may be favored in this match? Well, as an outsider looking in, looking at the injury reports and looking at the transfers out for LAFC and, and not understanding that uh, Chicho, if, if I'm getting it right now, Chicho um, yep. is – is a good player, but looking at this roster, you're missing your Diego Rossi because of transfer out. You're missing your Mark Anthony K because he went to Colorado. You're missing at the West of because it looks like he's injured. You're missing mm-hmm. Carlos Vela because he's injured. So if it's a time to beat LAFC, it's right now. I mean, this season it just doesn't look like they are producing the players that they had in the past or even in earlier in the year when they had Rodriguez, they had Rossi, they had uh, Vela, everybody a full strength K. I mean, K was very important for this team, and Atuesta just you know picked up that role, and it looks like he's not going to be there. So it, it looks like it's going to be a really open game. I I, I think there's going to be a lot of goals, but I I do think that the Quakes should be favored in this because they should be at full strength compared to what they were the last two games. Yeah, JP, how, how you feeling about this game? Do you, do you feel the same way? Do you feel that San Jose is favored in this match? Yeah, I do. Um, because like like Fabian said, they have a full roster, and LAFC, you know, have eight, nine injured on the on the injury list. Can I ask Fabian though? Did Nathan play? Um, did you guys have a full back line against Austin? We did. We did have a full back line against Austin, um, and I believe, yeah, that game for some reason they looked like they were susceptible to a whole bunch of goals coming in. Uh, but what I liked from that game is that they didn't, you know, pack it up. 3-1 down. They they went into halftime, 3-1 down, and they, and they you know, scored three goals. And this, like I said, this team is really streaky. I mean, they are hot and when they're hot, and then they're cold when they're cold. And we w- probably won't see that big of a game from Trophies Lopez. If Jeremy Abobese is on the field, um, it's going to be back to what they usually run, where it's Jeremy Abobese holding up the ball and letting the wingers kind of cut in and, and do the wreak havoc. Um, but if it's not Jeremy Bobsy, we're going to see Benji Kikanovic up top, and he had a nice assist for the Christian Espinoza goal last week. And it's kind of a similar type of play, but it's not Kate Cowell up top. Kate Cowell is not the starter anymore, so he, the pace – I mean, what Kate Cowell brings to the field is the strength and the pace. And and if I think if the Quakes are down late, you're going to see him come on. But I think Nathan will be there. Marcos Lopez will be there. Um uh, Tanner Beeson, he's a you know a rookie or not a rookie, but he's the second season coming out of Stanford, which has really impressed us all. And then Osvaldo Alanis, we might see the return of the five back system versus LAFC. Yeah, so yeah, with, with with having Nathan back against Austin and conceding three, I guess that's what what keeps me a bit hopeful that Chicho can stay on fire and and Birod can find spaces and create danger for himself, but. Um, yeah, if it's a back back five versus a back five, then it's going to be a very open down the wing game where maybe, you know, Moon Juan or, or, or Palacios can can wreak havoc down on the wings. Fabian, let's talk about trophies. Uh, does he? Yeah, if I'm looking at these stats correctly, does he have four four goals and in, in two in the last two games? Because I know he had a hat trick, an amazing hat trick. It was all all over Twitter, all over all over MLS. Yep. Obviously, we know Amado was with him um, in the past. And one of the things I think about trophies when they, they, they did the image when he had gained weight. And obviously, I think they did. They had mm-hmm. a recent image when he had gained weight and now he's fit. Uh, is this more of trophies uh, being more serious or being more committed? Is this Almeida? 
or just everything in between of his recent success? Yeah, yeah. So um, he's had five goals in the last two games. So mm. he scored a penalty and an open field goal. Then he had his Olympic hat trick the, the game before. Um, this is something that the Quakes were lacking. I mean, at the beginning of the season, when a player went down, they needed someone to step up. And Chofis Lopez has become that player in these last two games. And he, he's loving the play. I, I'm going to say it's both. I mean, I think Matias Almeida really, really fought for this guy. I mean, he was coming into the league when he just had like a party issue or a sexual mm-hmm. harassment issue, as well as everybody in, in you know, Chivas or Guadalajara. They were just giving it to him in any single shape, way, or form. I remember the, the post that he was announced. There was just like taco emojis and beer emojis on the bottom. And it was like, man, like they really are giving this guy everything. And then all of a sudden you start see him posting stories at the gym when, you know, nobody's practicing and it's like 10 at night. And all of a sudden he's poking, posting selfies in the spin room. And it seemed like he was already motivated from the start. Like, hey, this could be this could be something. I mean, this could this could I, I think ultimately Chofis Lopez wants to play for Eltree. And and it's obvious that he so, kind of does, because whenever there's a Carlos Vela or an Alan Polito on the other side, he's trying to ball out. And that can be a fault of his. But now, since he's balling out and he's playing very well, it's something that maybe we could start to see him flourish. But Matias Almeida puts every single ounce of belief into this guy because he knows the talent that he has. And Chofis Lopez is eating that up, right? Every single, or like, not every single goal, but some of the goals, he goes straight to Matias to go to celebrate and, and gives him a big hug and they all celebrate with Matias because they understand what it means to all of them that Matias believes in them every single game and every, and when they make a mistake, he doesn't throw them under the bus. It's something that it just comes with it. And there's a lot of mistakes the Quakes have made. And that's why they're sitting where they're sitting. Yeah. And he, he, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He has 10 goals this season. Is that, is that what it looks like? He has 10 goals. He has 10 goals, but should have 11. I mean, there was an own goal called um, where I don't think it should have been an own goal, but he should have 11. 11 goals. I mean, that, that that's that's pretty phenomenal. JP, when you see what Trophies has done the, these last two games and what he's done to these teams, obviously, yes, it's Austin. Yes, it's uh, Real Salt Lake. Would you guys play? How, how do you feel about facing Trophies? Trophies is a dangerous guy. You know, I've been following him, seeing him since Chivas. You know, I remember his legendary game against Monterrey where after he scored two goals, you know, the Mexican media deemed him Mexican Messi. So I've seen him, you know, do this countless times. Um, he has flashes of brilliance where he just looks like a different player on a different level. And, you know, he can do these things. And right now he's he has a hot streak. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the pictures um, speak for themselves of how big or, or you know, how fu- full he was at Chivas. And now, you know, he's he's this skinny, strong, strong-built dude at, at San Jose. So I don't know if, if um, Almeida really talked to him again, um, sat him down, or maybe Tata said, um, I, I know what the MLS is like. If, if you can show me an MLS, maybe you get a call for El Tri. Um, I don't know what, what it was that, that motivated him, gave him that extra push, because it's definitely not, you know, the financial aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Chofis has bought into to, to Almeida and, and, and the system now, so he's dangerous, and, and LAFC really have to watch out for him and to not give him space, not give him, you know, just one chance, because that's all he needs to, to make you pay. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, Fabian, let's talk about San Jose. How do you think the team's going to finish? Obviously, they're, they're, they're 10th right now, like I said earlier, 30 points. Outside yep. looking in, um, it, it's possible. Anything's possible at this point. There, there's not too much of a big of a gap from seventh, which is Minnesota, uh, with 34 points. Uh, obviously, this game tomorrow is big for both teams. But how do you think? How do you think uh, the Quakes are going to finish this season? 
Yeah, I think um, if we start this run on a high note, it has to start today on with well, it started in Austin, but we have to keep it strong against LAFC. Um, this MLS season is hard to qualify because there's one less you know playoff spot compared to last year. So it it just adds another level of intensity to this last nine games or ten games that a lot of teams have, and it's just going to be extremely hard to qualify for either the East and the West for a lot of these teams, but. If the Kois can be at full strength with Nathan and Jeremy Bobsey and and people like Eric Rometty cannot pick up, you know, dumb red cards or, um, you know, Jutsen doesn't pick up dumb red cards and trophies included. Um, it's a team that can go on a streak. I think if we are going to sneak into the playoffs, we're going to see it something like last year where we sneak into that last spot. And I think if we can sneak into the last spot, uh, we could wreck some havoc in the playoffs because Almeida is even better when it comes to those playoff type of tournaments or there's those one-off games where he treats everything like a final. And we'll see, right? We'll see if the money is where where Almeida is or where if let's see if the, the word's on the money or uh, my apologies, but we'll see if, if he can back up his talk. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a final situation. Every single game is a final or every single game is an important match and Almeida should be able to win these games because he's Matias Almeida. Yeah. Uh, quickly, um, did you guys? I don't know if it was you guys. I may be wrong, but did you guys? What's What's the situation with your front office? Did you guys let someone go in the front office, or was it another team? Yeah, yeah, we let uh, Jesse Fiorinelli go. Um, so this and how long was he there? Just educate us a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, Jesse, yeah. No worries. Jesse Fiorinelli was there for I want to say more uh, five seasons or four seasons, but he was signed to he was re-signed to a contract recently. I think it was last year uh, for another three years and. This firing was because Almeida was losing again five to one, six to one. But mm. it was also based on the fact that he didn't bring in really any reinforcements during the the off season. I know we tried to get Layun and it just didn't work out. But he, there was just no help for Matias Almeida, and that's when Almeida was really, you know, yelling to the front office every post conference or every press conference, like, "Hey, we don't have the same type of teams that the LAFCs have," or any other team and and all of a sudden Almeida switched that narrative and said the owner is a great guy and and he really believes in this system and so I don't know what's going on behind the scenes because Almeida was really clamoring at the beginning of this whole tenure this year um, that he needs help he needs money but all of a sudden he's bought into this young player philosophy and and this all of a sudden this owner is a good guy and he believes in what he wants and I think it has to do a lot possibly with a GM type of situation because any GM that goes into a job doesn't want the goods that was left behind by the other GM, right? They want their own guy. They want to go to battle with the guy they bring in. So this GM situation is something to really keep an eye on because we don't know what happens with Almeida or maybe the owner steps in and says, Hey man, Almeida's selling us jerseys. Like you can't get rid of him, right? We're going to re-sign him. We need him to market these games. Cause if it wasn't for Almeida, I hate to say it, you know, the Quakes wouldn't be so much on Telemundo and Unibis mm-hmm. 2 na They wouldn't be on those games. and um, Or we wouldn't have players like Chofis Lopez. So it's something to keep an eye on with Almeida's situation, the GM search for the Quakes as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And the thing about Almeida that I remember is he's a loyal guy. Because I think it was Chile or someone wanted him for his national team. And it was publicly known that they wanted him and he wouldn't. I don't think he committed because he was still he was committed to the to the Quakes. Is that right? I don't yeah. know if it was Chile. Yeah, it was, it was Chile. It was it Chile. Was it Chile? But, okay, but I think he he was extremely worried about the lockout that was possibly going to be in place. Mm. And I think 
that was more of I'm going to keep my options open because I don't know if I'm going to have a job in three weeks type of deal. So the Chilean media was always saying, oh, we're going to sign them. We're going to sign them. It's going to be a great national team signing. But at the end of the day, all of us in Quake's, you know, Quake's Twitter knew or Quake's fan base knew that, I mean, there's a lockout going to happen. No one's going to have a job. Everyone's going to have to look for a European position or the players are going to have to play in USL or something's going to happen. But this was a case where the Latin media, unfortunately, didn't understand that or they didn't know that. And they kind of just went 100% into that he just wants to leave because the situation's bad. And that w- that wasn't the case. It-, it was because of the lockout. Okay, gotcha. JP, let's, let's get your thoughts, final thoughts in here. How do you think LAC will do tomorrow? Give, give us some predictions. Who scores? Um, I think Chicho and B-Rod bag, uh, get one, both. Uh, one each, maybe a, another 2-1. Um, they, this time it's going to be LAFC's way because they really need to wake up. Um, maybe Atuesta's back. He was questionable, so maybe he gets some minutes. And, and you know, at the end, he controls the midfield and, and pulls it out for the team. Fabian, uh, your score predictions for tomorrow? Yeah, my final thoughts are if the Quakes play the way that they want to play and, you know, uh, Lala Sabubakar, the center back from – uh, Colorado doesn't take out our best player of our system in the first two minutes. I think we're going to play a better game than we have our last couple of games. I think it's going to be a, I want to say a three, two game. I, 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 I would agree with uh, JP that it's going to be probably Brian Rodriguez with that speed. Um, or it's going to be uh Chucho, right? If I'm saying it correctly, Chicho, Chicho, Chicho. I'm Chicho. sorry. Cause I'm used to Chicharito, you know? So Chicho. <laughs> uh, uh, that, yeah, that's so, not said around the LAFC parts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Hey, now, now we got both LA screaming Chicho, Chicha, yeah. you know, same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the Quakes are going to win either a three, two game with a high scoring game. Trophy's grabbing two and Jeremy Bobasi. Um, or I see a one, one, one draw happening in total Quakes fashion. Yeah. Look quickly, guys, if you if you guys haven't read uh, JP's article, he wrote about what uh, Martinez Almeida's comments, what, what he potentially meant by that. Obviously, I know we talked about it, but JP goes goes into depth. Uh, I believe he's, he's retweeted even some of you guys from San Jose. If you guys want to give it a read, I highly recommend it, uh, given the feed. Obviously, give uh, JP a follow. Uh, Fabian, let, let the people know where they can follow you as well, some of the LAC folks that are still on. Yeah, guys, if uh, if you want to go ahead and, and see all of our content, I, uh, I, I run – almost everything at Tetonic Takes, um, part of the Quakes kind of media from the fans or the, the you know, reporter side. Um, and there's also a lot of great Quakes media out there, um, like for Quakes Epicenter is another great one, Quakes After 90. Um, it's, it's a family out here in Quakes land, so feel free to give any of us a follow. Yeah, JP, a few words? Yeah, just uh, like, like you said, covered the article about Matias's comments uh, which spoke about it today uh, I write you know previews and and uh, game analysis for LAFC here at the LA Soccer Hub with Gio so yeah um, if you guys want to give me a follow I'd really appreciate it and yeah hopefully LAFC can get the three points tomorrow yeah no I look I want to appreciate it Fabian appreciate you being on it's been awesome thank you for giving us the insight and everything because that's what that's what we needed with everything going on obviously big game tomorrow obviously you too JP uh, guys, so that's going to wrap this up. Uh, if you guys want to check out more of the work that we do, you can check out LA Soccer Hub. We do cover both LA teams. Uh, we, try, we try to keep it as honest as possible. So we'd appreciate a follow on LA Soccer Hub. So for Fabian, JP, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Take care.